0: You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh yeah.
1: Hey Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with Stories! Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard! And then the duck fell out of his bag! <laughs> Surfs up! And she didn't even flush. Knock knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe List. Yeah! It's Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Ah, oh, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me.
2: Hey, everybody. We are starting. This is Joe List. Welcome to Tuesdays with Stories. We hope that you have been enjoying the podcast. We got a very special episode today. Oh, boy. Today. I'm excited uh, about this one. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Mark Norman over there. Mark
1: Norman here.
2: And I'm Joe List. And uh, this is Tuesdays with Stories. Good to be back. Very exciting. We had exciting weeks, didn't we?
1: Woo-wee. What a weekend.
2: And for the most part, we haven't really talked to each other.
1: That's true. Since we, last we try week. to save it all up yeah. and then let we, it out on the mics. We
2: spent the day together yesterday, but we didn't speak once. Not at all. It was all hand signals.
1: Yes, you know, uh, communication is 84% nonverbal. I've
2: heard that. Yeah. Uh, today, this morning, on the way here, I was at a uh, bodega, and this woman was, um, she had her phone, she was like FaceTiming, she was a deaf woman doing this, or whatever, uh, hand, you know. Sign language? Sign language, and uh, there was like some feedback on her phone, so it was like, <laughs> and like blasting throughout the bodega. And I'm like, how can you be this inconsiderate? And then I had <laughs> no idea she's deaf, so she has no idea this is happening. Um, but oh anyways.
1: Boy. Well, at least it wasn't Sign Language, the best-selling book by Seinfeld. I love that book. I do, too. I have read it twice.
2: Yeah, that book, uh, that book blew my mind when I was a kid.
1: If you see mine, there's a lot of underlining.
2: Yeah. Um, well,
1: that's the episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Now, this is an exciting episode, because we have, uh, one of our,
2: one of our favorite comics, Ted Alexandro, is Woo! here. Ted Thank Alexandro, you. you've seen him on the television, and...
0: In Bodegas. In Bodegas. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, uh,
2: you're our first uh, guest with real credits, so it's weird. Do we <laughs> do right? credits, or do we not well, do credits? I we had
1: DeRosa,
0: but his don't really count. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Let's be honest. <laughs> I
2: can't I can't be zinging DeRosa. We got into it pretty bad. Oh, yeah, that was now fun. Now we've, we've made up, and we love each other. Now. You guys
0: got into it on the podcast? Oh, yeah.
2: On the podcast, before the podcast, <laughs>
0: after the podcast. <laughs> it got heated.
2: But uh, we called each other, and there was a lot of I love I exchanged more I love yous with Joe DeRosa than I have in two years with my girlfriend. So it's all worked out.
0: Which is strange, because I don't know if you do love him. I don't yeah.
2: know if I love her either, but uh, <laughs> no.
0: well, you guys are both uh, menches, aren't? Wouldn't you just call them menches? I don't know. What, that's a word I don't oh, know. what that yeah. means. I love them both. Like softies, like softies, but. Uh... But maybe um, temperamental. Like no. yeah, I don't see you as temperamental. Joe can be temperamental. He
2: can be temperamental. I can be a bit temperamental. I think. Can you? So yeah. maybe the two together.
0: Yeah. But you're both like softies. Yeah. So I can see. I can easily see the uh, post uh, argument phone call where you tell each other that you love each yeah,
2: other. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of love exchanged. That uh, it was good. It was like, years of uh, sort of build up. Yeah. Yeah um so well, it was good
0: so mark and i have to have it out today yeah, it? yeah yeah, good <laughs> yeah. that would oh, be great i've got a list on you <laughs> i could. Yeah.
2: so it was, it was a hot weekend ted alexander is here ted's one of our uh, favorite comedians oh, a great yeah. guy Thank and you're... also a uh, in addition a wonderful activist as well just an all-around great artist yeah good guy but enough about him let's yeah, right. get to our weekend oh boy now mark you were uh you where'd you go
1: you went oh, boy to a festival i was all over i uh I did a did 5 spots on Thursday night wow. which was just not good. You know, it sounds good on paper but you realize each spot you're freaking out about the next one. Yeah. So you can't even focus on the set.
2: But that, see that's what I do. I'm always like Mark's working so hard. Mark and I are dear friends and we have a, a friendly competitiveness. And I'm like I got to get those spots I did, like, five in a night, and I was like, I can't ever do that again in my right. life. I'm yeah, jogging even, across town.
0: Even when you said it sounds good on paper, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious to hear how it went.
1: Well, you know, the hard part is mapping out, because a lot of these are alternative shows in a bar. So which one's going to start late? Which one's going to start on time? You know, all that. Some of them start an hour late sometimes, and you make the, the call to go to that one first, but you're like, oh, I should have gone to this one second, because this one probably started on time. So it's a lot of that. Yeah. And uh, my last one was in Brooklyn. And I had to take a cab there, and it's an unpaid spot. So, yeah, I guess it's, you, it's for the love of the game right. at the end of the night.
2: I don't ever like jogging in in stand-up. I kind of like it. Yeah, see, I can't handle that. I like three in a night if two are in the same place. That's how mm. I like to do it. Stand-up, yeah. go somewhere, come back. Right. Have you
0: guys ever gone into a club uh, out of breath? Like yes. Gone on, gone on stage out of yeah, breath? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweating? Yeah, yeah the sweat. <laughs>
2: I did that here recently, and, like, my glasses are falling off, and I'm just sweating, (laughs) (laughs) and the crowd's like, is this guy on drugs?
0: Right, right. (sighs) So, anyways. Yeah. I had one where, like, my back was, like, just wet. Oh, yeah. uh, I think I had been biking, and, uh, and I had a backpack on. So I had biked, and then there was some running involved too, somehow. But yeah, I was wet, and it, you know, I could tell the crowd was more like worried, like trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Than, right, than right, right. You know. Well,
2: because I feel like you you want to do five sets, you can really hammer out right. a bit and have a bit by the end of the night. But if, when I'm jogging around, I'm not thinking about the bit, and I can't figure out.
1: Yeah, I did the uh, I did the city bike recently. And uh, that is a pain because you're like, all right, I'm on time, and then you can't get. The, I don't know if you've done it, but it's hard to get the thing back into the slot sometimes. So you're right. just like, ah,
0: just jamming <laughs> it in there, and then you're late because of that. No, I've never, i, I, I never had a done... bike
2: involved in comedy.
0: Yeah, I bike in from Astoria sometimes. If if I just have, you know, like one set or maybe two. Yeah, um, the bike over the 59th Street Bridge is nice, but you just have to bring a change of clothes because you're always gonna, right? You're, yeah. gonna, you're gonna be wet. Right. That's a bummer. Yeah.
1: That's why I love the winter. Winter comedy. Yeah. That's yeah. for me.
0: You do love the winter. Love the winter. And you mentioned uh like like between bits. Like I think I do you find like you do uh good thinking about bits in cabs? Yes. Yeah. yeah On yeah. the train. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. For sure.
2: Last night I came up with something big after we were talking about it, after I dropped you off. In my car driving home, if I'm if I drive, it's always in the car, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I yeah. Come up with some good stuff.
0: Yeah, that's that's the time that I do like multiple sets. Is like if you have enough time to hop in cabs, like you're, I think your brain is so kind of like you know hyperactive and you're on adrenaline going and doing you know four or five sets in a night. Yeah, you can really wor- work out the bit and get tags and I think you're just like locked into that yes. spot. Right.
1: Yes, you're so your brain is so busy it kind of pushes out the bullshit yeah. that you don't need. Right. It just yeah. goes right to the good stuff.
2: Love the goods. And so, how was the, how was the festival? Where oh, was the festival? So I did a. Oh, I'm th-
1: sorry, I cut off the Five Nights. Oh no, no that, that was just that was it. That was just. Or was, was a that festival. was that a festival? Yeah, <laughs> <five nights. laughs> it's called Five Nights. Um, no, I did the uh, the Lucille Ball Festival in Jamestown, New York, which is where she's from. I did not know. that. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a brutal gig because it's like one or two nights, and they fly you up. and You got to go to Buffalo and then get a cab or a car, like an hour drive to Jamestown, so. You know, you do all this, you get there, and you're like, all right, how many shows do I have? And they're like, you got one at 10.30. And you're like, ah, jeez, I could have gotten, like, four in New York. you know? Right, right. And it's a weird little ghost town. Everybody's really old and kind of hickish. And uh, they all love Lucille Ball. And they don't really like jokes about Lucy, which was my whole thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of women are walking around dressed as Lucille Ball. So I opened up with, uh, oh, boy, I don't remember Lucille Ball being this fat. <laughs> And, uh, boy, did they not like that. (laughs) Um, That was your opener? Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You know, take it easy. And, you know, just a lot of jokes about stomping grapes and whatnot. (laughs) They weren't having it.
2: Yeah. Was there a lot of comics there? Is it a big festival? It's a
1: a pretty big fest. Like Keith Alversat was there and Joe Mackey and Mike Kaplan and all these guys were there. So it's a fun hang. Yeah, that sounds fun. Oh, and uh, by the way, here's a little... Little shout out. I went and saw Kathleen Madigan at the theater. I had some time to kill. She is amazing. She's great. Great comic. Yeah. I had no idea.
0: Yeah, I did the Lewis Black cruise with her like two or three years ago, and there's like seven comics on the the cruise. So it was like you know Lewis and Kathleen, um, Dal Marera, John Panett, people like this, Vic Henley. Yeah. So you got to watch people on the nights that you weren't performing, and she was the one like above all that maybe just because I hadn't seen much of her recently. I came away thinking, man, she's really, oh yeah, really great,
1: great comic, yeah. funny, laughing. I was sitting in the in the balcony just laughing out loud. It was oh, crazy.
2: Fun. It's fun when you get to just sit and watch a show. It happens uh, so rarely right. these
1: days. So yeah, that was it. Then we all got drunk. Fun story. We all got hammered. And the uh, the guy who runs the festival is like, hey, there's a skate park they just built, and we're all like, skate park in Jamestown? What the hell? So we go to the skate park. We're all drunk skateboarding at, like, 4 in the morning. It was, a, it was a really fun thing.
2: Wow. Now, you're a skateboarder, too. I used or to Or a skate. Florida
1: skateboarder. Yeah, so I was dropping in, and people were like, who's this guy? Where'd he come from, you know?
2: What? Were you wearing a helmet and pads no, and business? No.
1: I mean, I was too drunk for that. Oh, drunk <laughs> Actually,
2: skateboarding I, with no helmet.
1: Makes me... Yeah, I probably should have been wearing a helmet. But, no, nah, it was fun. I'm all bruised up. All, like, my thighs are all brown and purple. And... Uh, that's what I tell people, Oh dear girlfriend beat you? Skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, so then of course, you know, they're like, All right, well, we gotta drive you to the airport an hour early and it's an hour and a half drive, so you gotta be up by seven. Oh, so, you uh, know, over, brutal. Yeah. Flew flew back.
2: Now was Lucy at the festival?
1: Uh the corpse was there. Oh, they- <laughs> it's in a glass box. <laughs> yeah.
2: Fly her in. Uh, how, how was
1: your Friday? Oh, boy. I
2: had a, I had a hot one. I was in uh, Helium in Philadelphia, which Ooh, is one of the best clubs great in the club. country. That Rock might be club. the best one. It's Love amazing. It, uh, just great crowds. I was there with uh, our friend Nick DiPaolo. Ah,
1: and, uh, firecracker uh, Nick. Yeah,
2: he's a firecracker. <laughs> he's, a, he's a kind of gentler uh, Nick, I think, to a certain degree, and this angry is, uh... at the same time.
0: Kinder gentler like in the in the broad sense of his recent evolution i
2: i think so. i think he's getting uh just well for instance uh this weekend uh I was talking to the uh the m c alex Grubard Oh, yeah uh, good nice egg. guy good yeah egg. good guy, and uh, well, Nick was on stage and he's like, boy this guy's uh you know on edge or whatever, because he yells in his angry and then uh, I was like he's actually gotten a lot better this is like a I said those exact words a kinder gentler Nick and at that time the green room is attached to the stage and the doorman comes running through he's like there's some asshole on stage and he opens the door and like some guy got up on stage with Whoa. Nick this, this guy he was all like pilled out and uh, he was like wow. a gay guy and Nick was sort of giving it to him a little bit not for being gay just for whatever uh being like a shitty audience member and the guy was on must have been on Vicodin or something. He was like drifting and just weird mm. and got on stage. He didn't say anything. He was just standing on stage like a zombie. And uh, the doorman came and like just grabbed him immediately and took him off. And Nick was just sort of Waited for him to get off stage and was like, that was crazy. Wow. But it was perfect because I was like, this is a kinder, gentler Nick, and there's a guy on <laughs> stage. Like five, ten years ago, Nick would have thrown that guy through the fucking wall. Right, right. Nick's had a couple of incidences where he got in fistfights in the middle of the show, I think. I don't know if he wants me to talk about that. but
0: right. You don't really see that too often. Like you see a lot of crazy stuff, but you don't see people actually get on stage too often. No, no. Have you really. had that happen before? Uh, no, no. I had somebody come like approaching the stage, but nobody ever came up onto the stage. I had
2: somebody get on stage uh years ago uh John Fish and Jason Cantor were both there and uh, it was like this is also a gay guy maybe there's something in the gay mm, community well, <laughs> getting on stage they so, like the stage this was <laughs> this guy was an antique he was like 85 years old and um have you I don't know if you've done this gig you might have done it out in western mass um I can't think of the name of uh the gig whatever but because I think I did do that store. I think it's called. Oh, no, I don't know something. Um, I can't remember. But anyways, it's a great gig. It's like a six hundred seat like function room in uh, like a hotel. I think I did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I know what you're it's talking. a good gig, and it, it pays real well. And um, it's in like Ludlow, Mass, maybe or something, or Springfield. Anyways, I'm on stage, and uh, I was emceeing, and uh, it's just packed. It's like this great show. I'm killing, and this old. Man starts like walking towards the stage, and I can see him from way back there because he's yelling. He's like, "Ah, you!" Know. It's like not sensical, and he just keeps coming and coming. And I'm like, "What? What is this guy doing? Where is he going? He must be sitting up here or something." And he just kept walking and like walked on stage, uh-huh. and he's like reaching for the microphone. I'm trying to keep the mic away from him because he's a crazy person. Yeah, and people, I'm looking at people being like, "Can we? Are we doing anything?" And the crowd's laughing they think it's part of the show uh, which someone said after the nick thing people always think this is part of the show right and finally and like normally, if it was a normal person i would try to sort of shove him away but i couldn't get physical with this guy cuz he's literally 80 years old yeah and, and finally he gets the mic and he starts singing into the mic and he's like wow he's like trying to tell a joke and he tells this long joke and no one's coming up hmm I was like, "Can anybody?" Was I was he like he Signaling, and I don't know who's running it, <laughs> murdering? With the it? crowd was just confused. It was complete confusion. Oh, okay. He took the mic out of your hand. Yeah, yeah. Finally, he like took it, and like again, I couldn't like wrestle with him because the guy might die. Yeah. And so uh, he's just got the mic, and now that's the last thing you ever want in comedy is to lose the microphone. Yes. But you're going to say for somebody to die. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't mind if anyone dies. That's, uh. I'm fine with that. So uh, finally they came up and like, wrest- they had to wrestle the mic out and like walk him off stage. And then uh, it took a while to sort of recover from that. And after the show, everyone, like most of the people were like, was that part of the show? Did you plan that? Did that guy come with you? And I was like, what part of that looked like it was a thing? Right. And then uh, we found out he was gay after because he started coming on to me real hard Ooh. and asked me if I had ever tasted
0: semen, Wow! was a
2: quote, and asked me if I wanted to taste his semen. Whoa!
0: Yeah, yeah. And I did not. That goes um, beyond coming on to you. He yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was yeah. trying to come into me. Uh <laughs> right. harassment.
2: It was really, yeah, it was, it was harassment. <laughs> but when you're old, I think you get, a li- you get away, away with a lot it. You get away with it. Yeah. That's why these creepy old guys with the cane with the mirror underneath, we're right. like, well, that's a felony. Right. Oh, guys do that? Yeah, they sell them in like uh, stores huh. as like a as like a you know um, a gag, a gift, novelty, right, a novelty. Right.
1: <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Yeah, it's pretty good.
2: But I think I think it's some sort of sex crime.
1: Well, the question is, hmm. have you tasted it? I have not. <laughs> no,
2: I did. I have an idea of what semen uh, tastes like. But I
1: gave it a shot once. Only from descriptions. It's uh, it's pretty tart. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't want to go too filthy here, but uh, right, right. I've, I've had, I, I'm curious. You know what I mean? Because I have uh, you know my girlfriends have had to you know partake in this business, and so I'm like I should get a little taste to you see. Should know but then know what you're selling once i uh once well, i don't sell it uh oh, once i complete you're a mistake you're, missing you're, out, buddy. That's you're good on a money. buddy you're sitting on a gold mine for uh, yeah. uh when, once i complete the of all i've started thinking normal again and i'm like i don't need to ever uh, right that's such the a thing my whole head is clear i'm like i shouldn't be here i right, should be, right. i should have a job i
0: should have gone to college yeah i've yeah i've smelled it but i've never crossed the line to like it's, you know, like I've, I've, I've been on that border of like, I, I wonder what this tastes like, but never. What, what made you cross the line to?
1: You know, I was young and dumb. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I don't know. He was just handsome curiosity and curiosity killed yeah. the cat. A lot of, uh, a lot of <laughs> alone nights in a room in New Orleans. <laughs> you know, hot nights. Yeah, just yeah. me and a ceiling fan this turned <laughs> into a Tom Waits song. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a piano right here if you want to. Uh... It, it's, it's very. Um, it's potent. I'll yeah, tell you it's that. It's like bleach, is from what I. Well, that's that great Doug Stanhope uh, joke. It's like, uh, I had to, yeah. God made it taste like bleach It would remind you to do the laundry every now and then. <laughs> oh, that's boy. a horrible joke. <laughs> but uh, you know. Oh boy, I love that Stanhope. Boy, we really? Somehow took a weird turn. Got <laughs> weird. Um,
2: yeah. But anyway, so yeah, guy. That was Philly. A guy got on stage, and uh, I love Philadelphia. That's one of the best cities, I think. Did you go to the Mütter Museum? I went. I think it's the Mudder Museum.
1: I thought it was muder.
2: Someone else told me Motor, but everyone else called it Mudder. Uh ah, but you and Rebecca Trent say Motor. Google and everyone it. else I've ever met says Mudder.
1: Call in with your uh answers. What, I went, what uh, is it? Either it, either pronunciation? It's like... a
2: it's a museum of medical oddities, uh mostly from like the turn of the century. It's really great. It's and great. it's like an old, old building. It hasn't um changed much and it's all these like tons of craniums or or what do you call it? Skulls uh, skulls and uh, they're like attached and then there's like this guy who had like his intestines weighed like 600 pounds. he had, like 600 pounds of shit and it shows like that his like kidney and like this weird genital stuff there's yeah. like, f- like women's rib cages when they wore those uh what do you corsets corsets mm. and they, they would like shape their ribs and they have like weird stuff like that and, and
1: there's a wall of skulls and under you know one skull will have a hole in it one skull will be cracked and it says like Killed by his wife for cheating on him in nine, you know, eighteen forty, yeah. or hit by a kick by a horse in the head, you know, eighteen eleven. It's really cool stuff. Yeah. There was one guy. He's in a case, and he was so fat that his body turned to soap. And they have it. They hey. have the body. What does that mean? His body turned. Well, to soap, soap is made of fat, and so he just eventually was so fat that over time his body turned to soap. So he died. Yeah. And then they kept the body somewhere. Somewhere, and yeah. It turned into soap. Turned into soap. Yeah. That's pretty crazy that,
2: stuff. They have a giant skeleton. There's like a guy that's like 7'7 seven,
1: seven or whatever. And it's, it's a, it's it's a great cool. uh, great Mike Drucker joke where he says, I went to the Mütter Museum. It's the only museum where the curator actually said, yes, that is fucked up. <laughs> it's <funny>, a <laughs> funny
2: joke. Yeah, it's a great uh, spot. But this time I went, uh, I just walked around Old City, and then I went to uh, great great museums in that city. I went to the Museum of Art. Which is exciting? Is mm. that the
0: one where the Stallone thing, the Rocky? Yeah, the Rocky at the, steps, the base of the. Yeah, ah. yeah. yeah, They it's moved it right because the statue used to be at the top of the steps. Yeah, now it's down and towards...
2: And they put like... some art there. That I, I always talk about. Uh, we talked about this last time. That's an amazing uh, thing. I think we talked about this too, maybe at one point. That Sylvester Stallone, you know, uh, wrote this movie, refused to sell it unless he played the guy. Yeah. Eventually, got it. Sold, played the guy. And now, in front of the museum of art, there's a statue dedicated to this character that he wrote. I mean, that's yeah, pretty amazing. That's pretty. You know, he wrote have...
1: it. Wrote the script on an apple crate. Really? Yeah. <laughs> true story. Wow. He was that poor.
2: It's amazing that he has a, a oh, statue you mean, like, erected sit,
1: sitting on. No, no, no. I wrote it on there. He on wrote, the wood. He wrote like just the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't know that. You know, I read that on a popular <laughs> stick, but <laughs> I'm not buying
2: that or the soap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look it up. The
1: phones are lighting up, by the way. <laughs> the switchboards. But
2: anyway, so yeah, that was uh that was Philadelphia, and it was exciting for me because uh, I, I last time I was in Philadelphia was I, I quit drinking, and this uh-huh. is the first time back there, so it felt like you know Rocky coming back. Hell oh, yeah! And uh, it was very exciting. um Last time I was there was New Year's Eve, and someone almost walked on stage that night too. So something In Philly, I don't know if it's gays or Philadelphians, but right? There's groups of people trying to get on stage, but uh, last time I was in Philly, I was with uh, my friend Gary Gelman, our friend, and uh, uh, I was drinking a bunch, I was expressing concern about trying to quit drinking, he gave me one of those online tests that he found, where you, like, 25 you? questions, you might be an alcoholic, and uh, we did it, and if you answer two yes, you know, you may uh, be drinking too much, and then if you answered five yes, it's like you have a drinking problem and in the future, you should. Cur- and eight is like you should seek medical attention, <laughs> And I answered 22 of them. jeez. <laughs> oh, yes. I aced it. And uh, one of the nos was like by a technicality too, so it was like it was borderline 23. Yikes! So that was the last time I was there. And then this time I came back, and I'm um, seven and a half months sober. So it's pretty exciting. It was, Ooh, nice, that was quite man. a quite a thrill. Good for you. What was the so reaction
0: had, when you saw 22 borderline 23 come up? I was like, I better,
2: <laughs> I better quit drinking. Uh, I was like, this is this is bad news. So I had like a drink that night, and that was sort of it. But. Uh, the problem with the quitting drinking is I, I ran out of stories. We started the story podcast afterwards, and they're all... I just go to bed at 10 now. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and, uh, so all my stories are taking place previous to January.
1: Well, luckily, I'm still a lush. Yeah. i you a million. Do
0: you, do you drink, Ted? I drink, yeah, but I mean, probably not the way you guys are thinking about drinking. Yeah, like, yeah, I have a nice glass of Chardonnay. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you vomiting. Pussy! Yeah.
0: I mean, I one time... Uh, there was a Christmas party at Caroline's, this is probably I don't know, ten, twelve years ago. Uh and, you know, afterwards they would go around the corner to that bar that's right on fifty yeah. first, whatever it is, fiftieth. Playwright. Yes. And uh so a tell showed up, you know, and Oh boy. Yeah. And and like, you know, nobody at this point nobody would drink more than a tell and as soon as he arrives, like kind of the party arrives. Yeah. And, it, and it's a tell, you know, so you know as at that point 30 something comic uh you know he's the guy and yeah. so he starts buying shots and he's like alexandra what are you having and you know i just whatever you're having chardonnay shot, on the rocks right. yeah and so i like you know just out of you know being at a christmas party and everything else i wind up like just trying to keep up with the tell oh boy and i I passed out and I slept in my car on Broadway. I Whoa woke, I woke up in my car. Uh like it must have been around ten o'clock the next morning. Um I just woke up and I was like sitting in front of Caroline's and I didn't even like know where I was or what happened. Yeah, but that was that was probably the worst. Wow and then a pops out of the bag and says boogly boo a
2: <laughs> is dangerous. did you ever drink with a No, I never had came the pleasure. Sort of after? Yeah, he uh the first time I worked with him was like oh four and the guy this is in Boston, the guy who booked me was like he goes he goes, drink with a tell, but don't drink with a tell. Yeah. Right. And I was like, You should be warning him about me. I thought I was like something and uh he drank like no one I've ever not he drank abnormally. We drank he was drinking beer and shot of Jaeger, like two shots for each beer, and probably we probably had eight shots of Jaegermeister in like literally twenty minutes. Woo! And I yeah. was like, I can't keep and drinking. He and I just remember,
0: like, like, we went to, like, two other bars and came back. Because I forgot, like, he, you know, he, he kind of, like, wanted to keep moving. Yeah. So we we went to, like, two other bars and then made it back to playwrights at one point. Wow. But, yeah, it was just, like, one of these things where the next morning you're trying to piece together, like, I yeah. think this happened. I think that happened. Right. But, yeah, I just wound up, like, passed out of my car. Yeah, he, he was... uh He drank an ungodly amount.
1: Yeah, uh, I remember going to the cellar like when I first moved here, and he was still boozing back then. And he would have a big gulp, and it would be like Jack and Coke in a big gulp. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy.
2: Yeah, he was one. uh, I think he probably would have gotten twenty-five out of twenty-five, right? He would have twenty-six out of twenty-five, right? Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, the the list of sober comics is getting
0: oh, it's getting big. It's longer. Is that is that like in vogue now? Is a lot of guys uh, getting sober? I think
1: careers are picking up. I think people are just, I think, like, soda, you know, had to do it. You had to do it. Right. Uh, DeRosa. I, I want to do it.
2: I think DeRosa's drinking oh, again. Oh, did he uh, fall yeah, off? Yeah, he kind of goes back and forth. Oh, boy. Um, but uh, I want to write a joke about this. Someone said that. They're like, oh, everyone's sober now. And I was like, well, fuck me, I guess, then. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, right. Like, like I'm just, like, uh, a jumped-in <laughs> I was like, well, I was pretty sick uh, yeah. <laughs> so to, to yeah. taking everything i have to change my life sorry that uh <laughs> it's just a cool thing
1: the weird thing is like a lot of people say like you shouldn't drink before a show and all this i find my hangovers are worse for me than the drinking
2: yeah the hangover i agree that's that's the worst Yeah,
1: performing hungover i am off i'm foggy i have no confidence my anxiety's through the roof the hangover is really the killer for me now, well, you, that's why I,
0: people keep drinking, right? Like,
1: I guess so, yeah. Yeah,
0: like, to right, right the ship. Have you ever done stand-up drunk, like a headlining set? Once. Uh, oh, not really? Not a headlining set, but just... I think it was a um, a New Year's show at Gotham, the old Gotham on 22nd Street. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just one of those where you have two shows, and it's New Year's and whatever. So, like, I drank... I don't drink that much to be... I'm kind of a lightweight, so, like, I think right. I had, a, you know, maybe three drinks, whatever it was. And I was drunk uh, on the second show and I was like "Yeah, oh, this is gonna be fun This is gonna be interesting and I just remember it was bad like I wasn't funny, right, right. yeah I wasn't it, sharp and yeah it was uncomfortable I feel like it goes feeling.
2: one way or the other either you're like you get drunk and you're like man I had all this stuff I had no inhibitions or whatever and you're pulling stuff out or it's just like ah, I was the worst ever. yeah now you if I remember correctly we're drinking recently in the winter not that long ago and we're tweeting about it tweeting a bunch yeah: I've done that, that a few is times: that a where... thing? I was enjoying it very much, and I can't remember any of the things because I was probably drunk.: Yeah, yeah, too. but I <laughs> yeah. remember you
0: were like, "Ah, hanging in drinking, and you were tweeting out funny things, and yeah, I do that from time to time. Uh, like either I'll go out to dinner alone, yeah, and drink uh, and tweet, or like at home, you know, like maybe just a couple times a year but yeah, it's fun right, to, right. it's fun to tweet drunk yeah, yeah so
2: that's my greg stone is uh does that and it's just nonsensical and just comes every yeah minute
0: uh, yeah but i i think overall like I, you know there, there's kind of that uh school of thought of like what you were alluding to where the the artist is like oh I'm i'm free it opens up channels you know and maybe there's something to be said for that with certain guys but i think like over the long haul yeah, it's just like you, it's, you can't sustain that right. and also just physically like you right. know, even if your art is great for it, it's like, well, you're killing yourself probably.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like uh, feeling better. See, Mark and I are similar. I, I imagine that you sort of are too uh, with writing write much more better, efficient in a good mood than a bad but people have all these sort of ideas of comics being yeah. tortured and sad. but when I'm sad, I don't do anything. I just be
0: sad.
1: Yeah, in I mean, the same sad. way. So uh, that's I, a good
0: uh, point. Yeah, I never thought of that. Like it, writing when you're in a good mood is is funnier. Way usually.
1: funnier. You yeah. know, you get these guys. Oh, you got a girlfriend now? There goes your act. It's like, no, no, I'm gonna write about her. Right, no, right. I'll write about good stuff. Yeah. I hate that. Oh, you're getting laid. Woo, You're not funny. <laughs> what? Sex is funny.
2: How about drugs? Do you ever do comedy on drugs of any sort?
0: No, I Breeds. haven't really done a whole lot of drugs, you know. Like I've probably smoked or ingested pot like less than ten times. In my right. life. Is that right? Yeah. What about shrooms? I could see you really taking the world on with some shrooms. Thanks. Yeah, people have told me that, but no, I, I haven't. <laughs> um but I, I might. Like a couple of friends have said like, you know, we should do that or whatever. I mean, I'm I'm more open to it now. Like yeah. when I was younger, I was always either I was kind of like too straight edge or too Mm -hmm. like even scared um, to do much. Uh, I was kind of even late, like starting to drink. I was probably like 20 when I started drinking. Oh, wow. I was pretty like – I was focused on like things I wanted to do, whether it was sports or um, music and stuff. And, you know, I just – I had seen like other like family members or relatives Mm. get fucked up. And I was kind of like, I'm I'm just going to, you know, stay on the straight and narrow. But then once I got into my 20s, you know, drinking more – uh, and then in my thirties, like some s- experiences with pot and stuff. So I think, like, the older I get, the more I'm just like, you know, right. Y- you're just like better able to just make informed decisions. Yeah. And, and be like, yeah, I want to try this and see, like, right. You know, so I, so I might, yeah,
2: yeah. Mike Kaplan's a huge mushrooms uh, opponent That's a word. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's one of those words we were talking about before the show started that we used and are not 100 percent sure what it means. Mark and I, I think Ted, Proponent. You, don't, you don't seem like a guy that uses a lot of words that you don't know what they mean. Uh, <laughs> That's true. I but, mean that in the biggest compliment I can give to a person.
0: But you've been right on with all three that you yeah, yeah. weren't I, sure about. I it. just have
2: real confidence problems. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll do that with names of a person I've known, like a hundred. This happened to me this weekend in uh, Philly, the manager. I'm like, this guy's name is Jeff, and I'm yes. talking to Jeff. And then a guy comes over, and when it's time to introduce him, All my confidence is shot. And I'm like, hey, Tom, this is Jeff. Yes, yeah. And I'm like, just looking at his face. I'm like, did I nail that? Like, even I can know the person for years. And I'm always scared. I never, uh, I always want to do the thing when people are like, what's that guy's name? And then give him the wrong name. And I always forget to do it. You know when someone's like, they forget... If you walk in, there's a guy here that you don't know, and you're like, "What the hell's that guy's name uh-huh. again?" And you're like, "It's Marty," and you're like, "Oh right, Marty." I always want to tell him the wrong name. Oh, word. to fuck with him. Yeah, yeah. I see. And then I always, it always, it's right after I don't do it that I'm like, "Man, that could have been fun." Right,
1: right. But Especially if the name's fun, like you know, Aesop or something <laughs> like that.
2: I was thinking Ronaldo.
0: Oh,
1: well, that works. All right.
0: So let me ask you guys. You you had said uh, about um, Mike being a big proponent. Oh yeah, of, that's why I started. Yeah, yeah. About. So yeah he had mentioned that when i did his podcast he mentioned that did he like come later to that as well or like i think so yeah i,
2: yeah, I don't know i think recently he started doing them like frequently yeah. like like once a month at the, and he writes a bunch on them. he said because the way mike writes he'll just have his sort of voice recorder and mm-hmm. he just record he doesn't really sit down to write mm-hmm. and he said if he's tripping is that the right yes. term for it for 4 hours at the end of that 4 hours he'll have an hour recorded cuz he just keeps thinking everything is interesting and then out of that hour he'll have like 10 minutes that's material.
1: Have you guys done it?
2: No, I've never done it. I have such horrible anxiety and mental illness myself. I
1: mean, I wouldn't I've done it a couple times and it's it the best way to describe it is it takes the filter out of your brain. Right, and it just lets you think freely. It's pretty amazing. I would, I would highly recommend it. You know, take a, a night off, maybe two nights off, and just do it. Yeah, and be with people you're close to and comfortable with. Right. And it's really a good time.
2: Yeah, I sort of intend to with Mike at some point, but I feel like I gotta get a, at least a year or two of. Sobriety, sobriety underway right. before that I start dabbling in mushrooms. Good point. Maybe five years <laughs> of sobriety. Yeah. yeah,
0: and you know, like I, I do a lot of like just meditation and quiet contemplation and stuff like yeah. that. So I feel, I mean, it's you know, I'm sure it's it's not comparable, but I feel as though I'm in that state. Right. A lot of yeah, kind of unfiltered thinking. Yeah. Stuff. So I, to me, like it doesn't feel like that big a leap. But yeah. I mean, I'm I'm open, of course, and I'm sure it is a big leap, but. I'm kind of. I kind of like. I feel as though meditation and things like that maybe um, take the brain into similar states. All right. Yeah, definitely. I've
2: been doing a lot of meditation myself. Uh, Tick, not Han. Do you know that guy? Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm obsessed with that guy. He's going to be at the Beacon Theater uh, soon. And Dan Cook. He's not opening, the same night. Different nights. He's <laughs> opening for the Allman Brothers. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, I. I love that guy. But I have no stories about him. I suppose. But uh, I'm reading. One of his books right
0: now. I've written over sixty books, that guy. Yeah, Buddhist. Um, he's he's Buddhist, right? Oh, yeah, a he's, a, he's a he's a
2: Buddhist monk. Yeah, yeah. he's Vietnamese and uh, hell of a guy.
0: A lot of videos on on YouTube. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Hmm.
2: Yeah, great guy. Highly uh highly suggest. to uh, we, we, we didn't even get to your weekend. Did you have anything fun
0: happening this no, weekend? No, I, re- I I took off, man. I took off last week. Um now you're a guy who takes a lot of time off. I do, yeah. Yeah, more than more than most, I feel like. Why why is that? Is yeah, that I, I don't I wouldn't say I take a lot of time off, but probably compared to most comics I take a lot well, of time
2: compared off. Compared to Mark over here. Yeah. Um I've got a problem. This guy
0: <laughs> he hasn't had a night off from comedy since he was eleven. <laughs> um why do I do it? I think, well, you know, like being 20 years in now, right? um, I'm kind of I go with the flow of life more. So if I feel as though like I need time to do other things or to do nothing, right? uh, It's almost like my same approach with relationships. I I feel as though uh, some people are uh, they have this incessant need to be in a relationship. Right. You know, yes. and they break yeah. up with one then they go on to the next. Yeah, I've never had that. Yeah, and I, I kind of I'm the same way. Like I don't need stimulation, be it like in a relationship or like constant stimulation from my work life. You know, I'm completely happy taking a week or more off. Um, yeah, I don't have this anxiety of like, oh my God, am I gonna you know, am I missing out on something or right. am I still gonna be funny two weeks from now? You know, like um that must be amazing <laughs> what's that
1: like
2: mind-blowing and i wish i had <laughs> calmed you because I, I i took four days off two months in a row and both family <laughs> vacations and day two i'm like uh, everyone's getting better than me i hate right. myself what am i doing I, sh- the, I should kill myself i got and, i need a drink I'm like
1: and then the guilt do you have guilt like oh yeah. what am i'm being lazy i'm being lazy well
0: again look i'm i'm 44 now so maybe yeah. w- you guys are in your 30s right yeah You're, yeah so, 29 29 so yeah, yeah. Probably when I was in my twenties, I, I was a little more intensely focused, and maybe I thought more that way. Um, but you know, as I've gone along, and even even then, I, I think I kind of like I remember taking trips to Europe and stuff. Take like two weeks off. Go wow! There. You know what it is, man? Like you have to have life experiences. I too, agree. You know? I agree. Yeah. Uh, and not just I'm not just saying life experiences, so then you can write about it. You know? Right. I'm talking about just living life. You right. know? Um I think like we kind of g- we get into this mindset of like hyper achievement Mm -hmm. and validation of like you as a person is tied in with what are you doing yes whereas like just you know like this this is like kind of a modern mindset whereas you know years ago people just lived life and it wasn't about achievements or awards or you know like tv credits yeah all those things man like a lot of times, too, like I'll think in the context of, like, if we were just the funny guys in our village you know, 500 years ago, maybe that's what we would have been, right? Like, the storytellers that the people in our village know us as orators of some sort, uh, storytellers, um, and that's who we would entertain. But now, because of this vast network of comedy clubs and uh, the internet and you know, like now it's like, well how big do you want to be? You know. Right. It, whereas like is that any less valid than the guy who or girl who was, you know, a thousand years ago was was the storyteller in, in their village, you know? Right. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Isn't that so weird that you can go back thousands of years and there's
1: still the same kinds of people. There's the mean guy, there's the funny guy, there's the prankster, there's the dick, there's the you know helpful guy, the loving guy. It people haven't really changed that much. There's still every same character.
0: Right yeah yeah but but I do I do think like it is to our detriment to have this kind of uh, unlimited ceiling on like how big do you want to be how many accolades how how famous how wealthy you know because you can easily get into like the wormhole of like well it's you know it's never enough you know like you get one thing and yeah you're immediately looking to well what's the next thing right oh
2: well, we've seen that that's what uh not Han talks about uh, a lot um, that, see, I think for me, uh, with comedy, I I wasted. I shouldn't say wasted. That's a bad uh, term. But I spent so much time not working when I was in Boston when I first moved here, drinking and not really writing or doing anything. So I feel like I'm like now I gotta do the opposite of that and make up for all that time that uh, I had lost. Which is not uh, maybe not the best attitude because that was in the past or whatever. But
0: uh, I, yeah. I, I what, feel, sorry. Go. But was it was it really lost time? You know, I mean, that's you have fun. Is there such a thing as lost time? If if now it led you to where you're at, and that's that's what I
2: try to do uh, daily. Is that I'm happy today and I got here, so all of that was sort of worth it, or whatever. But uh, and
1: uh, I find that the working makes me happy. Is that weird?
2: No, no, that's great. That's that's the goal of life, I think.
1: (laughs) I guess, yeah. Uh, so people always say, "Hey, why don't you take time off?" And I'm like, ah, "I'm enjoying busting my ass." Right, right. And and then you get you get stuff out of it. So you're like, "Oh, it paid off," you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Nothing. My only my for me the way you know that I, I I kind of find myself checking for balance. You know, if I feel there's an imbalance of like. All I'm doing is working yeah know? I mean I have family I have friends I have other things outside of comedy like am I neglecting that am I neglecting just quiet time to like go to the beach or right take a bike ride or you know just sit in a park just like you know just uh, I, I need that balance of quiet and And what you're describing, the kind of hyperactivity of, like, Mm. and I love those periods where, like, you're really inspired and working a lot. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, that that I don't like that as well. But for me, like, I find that if I have the balance of the two kind of states of being, uh, I I enjoy that. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I I Try to do that. Struggle with it, I suppose. But in the end, it it is just a job comedy. That's true.
1: It's a cool job, it is a job.
2: It's the best one that I've heard of.
0: Well, you know, yeah, me.
2: I haven't heard of a better one. If I heard of a better one, I might pursue it. But so far, this is a uh, yeah the coolest uh, one I've sort of heard of.
0: I agree, but I also see like guys that were peers of mine in their forties, whether it's Greg Geraldo, Patrice O'Neill, uh, Mike DiStefano, um, Rich Ramirez. Uh, you know, these young guys who all died in their 40s. Rich might have been in their early 50s. Um, so, you know, to me, that that's another kind of, you know, gives me pause to, like, step back and say, you know, these guys are all great comics, very accomplished. Um, but, you know, it, it makes me kind of assess, like, you know, you're going to die. You're going to die at some point. It, right. might be, it might be, you know, next month. It might be 50 years from now. But, like, what are your priorities and... You know, are are you kind of living like a healthy, whole life? Right. You right. know, because um, you know, then once you're gone, what's going to be, what's what's going to be left behind? You know. Yeah. Uh, right. So yeah, definitely like, you know, because I think it was in such a short period of time too that all those guys passed. That you know, it makes you assess those things. That's
1: right. that's a good point.
0: Um, but you don't have like any of the. Uh, I think a lot of comics have this, and you
1: you seem more enlightened but uh you don't have the like uh look what louis doing i want to be that kind of feeling that kind of and env- not and en- not really envy but like you're like i wish i was there
0: is that a thing with you no not really uh, m- again maybe when i was younger yeah uh maybe i had a little more of that um but but now if i see whether it's louis or whoever uh has something going on you know, sometimes it'll either be inspiring, uh like, oh, you know, I should I should kind of uh kind of, you know, think about projects that I want to create or uh or sometimes it'll just be like, Oh, I'm happy for them, but I don't even think I want that. Right. Right, you know? right. Just it depends on what the thing is. If it's something that I feel that I could do or that I'm motivated by, um then sometimes it'll it'll serve to kinda of give me a kick in the ass. Yeah. Hmm.
1: I was kicking the ass. I get. I feel like I get that feeling all the time. That i got to step it up. i got to step it up. But that right, might right. be my nuttiness. Right. Talking. But you seem
2: to be having fun and enjoying yourself oh, in a blanks. great disposition. So I wouldn't yeah. worry uh, too much about it. I, li- I like the idea of Ted just derails your career.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to hit the beach.
2: <laughs> Mark, you just yeah. have a long beard. You're just right.
0: <laughs> living in uh, Antarctica or whatever. But you know what? I mean, like... We're all funny guys. It's just who we are. You, Mark, you're like you're a funny person. Like that, nothing know, can change that. Joe, you're f- so f- funny. You guys are just funny people. So it's like we don't have to prove that right. you know, anymore. Yeah. Like you know that's who you are. That's part of who you are. Right. So you know the way that you develop that and work on it and. That's all, you know, that's the interesting path of how it unfolds. Right. But, see, but lately, you're already you're already funny.
2: Right. I've, I've been looking at stand-up lately um, more, and I've gotten in a position, which I find very liberating, to worry less about what people are getting and doing, which is nice. But now I want to explore comedy. I want to see how good I can get at this yes, art form. Yes, yes, I like it's that. Like, I want to get in there and see what I can pull from me personally, like... Pryor and, and Hicks and I think Nick and Louie and yourself where like where can I reach down and get thoughts yeah. and my feelings what is it what is me and how good I can be by how hard these people are laughing and how much they're affected by it and just get in there and explore and I want to be as good as I can possibly be while still being a good uncle and friend and brother and all that mm-hmm. yeah uh stuff that's important and and traveling and all that stuff but From a a job, I have to make a living, but I also want to make a living. And it's an art form that I want to be, not better than everyone else, but as good as I can possibly be. I would like that if as good as I can possibly be is, in my opinion, better than everyone else, as good as they could possibly be. (laughs) But I don't want to be driven by that. I want to get to a place where, and we were talking about this yesterday, where, uh, I don't know if you have this, where what you write initially is close to what is the final bit that kills, where you're just... It's going straight from you to them, and it's working without a whole lot of um, effort in between. We're just like, this is how I feel about a thing, and they're like, we love that. right? And, uh, yeah, that's what I'm interested in.
1: Do you have the thing, I and I, I feel almost embarrassed that I have this, but I have a thing where I'm like, I want to tell a joke and have comics go, oh, I like that. That's good. I, Sadly, I want respect of other comics too much, maybe. Sometimes I worry about them more than the crowd. I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that, I think that's natural, though, because oh, you okay. respect them. Yes, yes. So much. So you want them to respect you, and then everyone respects, and say, it's a love fest.
0: It's a love fest. Yeah, but you know, I think, ironically, like the best guys don't care about that at all. I know that's right. what I'm saying. That's um, why it worries me. Yeah.
1: Do you think
2: that though? I think Attell is uh, very concerned with what people think of him. Patrice was you too. Think that? I
0: think. But I think, you know, maybe in the, in the big picture they are, but, like, when they're up there, mm. I think they're right, just, right. you know, they're playing their instrument, sort of, and it's, it's not a mental thing of, like, being aware of anyone else or trying to please, you know. And, and also, like, the comparison thing to me is, um, is kind of useless because, you know, you were talking about Kathleen Madigan before. yeah, You know, she's, like, a consummate comedian, consummate artist uh, no better or worse than Louis CK, who's also a consummate artist, right. you know? So it's like, when you get to that level, I think, of expression, where your voice is so crystal clear. Yes. You know, you're not really competing with anyone else. It's just right. like, this is what I do, and and someone else can't really do what I do. Right. Um, so I think, you know, the comparison thing, uh, is kind of counterproductive. Yeah. 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 Um... Boy, this is this is such a wonderful uh, conversation. I know. I would love. Uh, do
2: you have any? Um, you mentioned Greg Giraldo, and he was uh, everyone that I think is uh, in comedy sort of idolized him or thought he was great. And you you knew him pretty well. Do you have any uh, Giraldo stories you'd like to share, or experiences or thoughts or uh, fun you, time? Were you guys sort of together? Are you watching him or anything?
0: You know, uh, Greg and I just kind of came from the same part of Queens. Right. Right. So I had that that added layer of like a guy that grew up. Relatively close to where I grew up, and also I had a one of my best buddies in high school uh, knew Greg's family just kind of as a completely separate thing. Right. Uh, that I didn't realize until years later. Um, they like went to the same church or school or whatever it was. Um, what part of Queens is this? Well, uh, gr- Greg, I think grew up in f- uh, Flushing or Fresh Meadows uh-huh. or Bayside, yeah, like they, that kind of area. Uh, and I grew up in Belrose, which is close by okay um you know it's kind of uh suburban yeah it's it's kind of suburban queens okay um it's kind of eastern kind of long island queens border uh-huh. so yeah so just like having that connection with him and then like when i was starting out that he maybe because he knew that and like we had had some talks about growing up there and uh at one point we had the same manager um you know Rick Dorfman was managing him which was part of the reason that I decided to to go with him um but yeah just like I spent a lot of time with Greg just around the New York clubs really right. um and it was that relationship of probably somewhat similar to to what you have with Nick of right. just a guy that you have so much respect for uh that who becomes a friend
2: right right yeah we also came from the same sort of neighborhood but but um Nick is twenty years older than I am, so it's more like a father, yeah, yeah. father son <laughs> that type thing. And uh, he yells at me a lot more than I imagine Greg yelled at you. <laughs> um, but
1: uh, I met Greg like a couple times, and he always seemed to be upbeat. He was yes. seemed like a positive, good guy. Never seemed uh, sad or anything. But I didn't know him that well. But
0: no, that's the way he was. He was very kind of uh, happy go lucky, silly. Um, but yeah, as time went on, you kind of wondered if it was masking like right, pain right. And, and, you know, suffering and and the disease. Um, cause I remember like seeing him at the cellar, uh, kind of maybe in the month before he died and kind of just getting a feeling that he didn't look good. Ah, uh, you know? like, yeah. Even though he, uh was kind of that same the way the demeanor was still kind of uh, goofy and silly.
2: Right. Greg was uh, there for one of my only uh, true snapsets. certainly oh. the worst one at uh, comics, the old comics yeah. on 14th Street there. And uh, I probably was not I was not um a great comedian at that point or a really good one even. Uh but I was on stage doing my act and I said I mentioned that I was from Boston and this woman was like boo. Boo, which is really an obnoxious way to behave and i was like all right well that's not really <laughs> necessary and then she just kept yelling boo literally booing boo like this and i was like can you stop doing like i don't even understand like what's going on here and no one sort of said anything and she just kept like continuously yelling boo and so finally, I just lost my mind. And I was like, you fucking cunt. And it's the only time I've ever called someone a cunt in my life. And I was like, you fucking cunt. And I was like, I hope you die. Like, I was like, I literally hope you die yeah. in an accident. I hope you get in a cunt. Car- I was like, actually, I hope you don't die. I hope you get paralyzed and burned. And uh. It was like this thing. And then I, I turned to the her husband. And I was like, you let your wife behave like that? And then she's like, what do you mean, let me? Have-? I'm like, well, this someone has to stop you. You're out right. of control. This is a uh, right. And I just went crazy, and then they started flashing the light. And I was like, all right, well, good night. And I walked off, and then Greg was back in, and he was like, wow, that was great. Ah. (laughs) And uh, he was just laughing. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, you're on the show. I can't, but that woman was booing. And he's like, no, I don't care. He's like, that was hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. Um, So it it seemed like it did not affect his life really one way or another. (laughs) Right. And then... um, Which is weird because they ended up apologizing to me that no one did anything. And then uh, I got banned for like four months.
1: You got banned? Well,
2: they were like, we don't want to reward good behavior. We can't just have you back the next week.
1: Uh,
0: and, uh, wow. yeah,
2: I mean, I was yelling. But I got so
0: Oh, I know that rage, fucking, that feeling. That I had almost the identical story in uh, Atlantic City one time. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, my brother and a, an old friend of ours, they drove down with me for the gig. And same thing, exactly what you're describing. Maybe it was the same woman, just this, <laughs> this <laughs> like obnoxious woman uh interrupting like my first, I don't know, five, ten jokes. And I, I was, you know, probably pretty new, maybe in the first five to seven years of right. doing comedy. And uh yeah, just lost it. And then I called her a cunt too. Yeah, a fact yeah. Cunt. yeah, just the go-to. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. I can't, I can't picture you calling somebody a cunt. I can't either. Yeah, I don't know to, if I would do it now. I mean, never say never, right? Because we we all know those certain, right. certain nights, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. Well, now
2: that. I try to sort of do it, and I, Dane did this on his CD. Um, well, he snapped a little bit, but he was just like, "Seriously, man, you're interrupting the show, and I'm gonna have you thrown out if you don't stop." And um, I like to sort of try to do it like that now, where I'll just stop, then talk like step out of the act and go. You're really sort of screwing up the show and interrupting, and it. it would be way better if you didn't do that. Thank you. And then get right back yeah. into the joke. Yeah, And I actually had that happen on a Letterman audition at UCB recently, and I had the set of my life. I feel like I'm, I'm I'm close to getting Letterman, but in the middle of it, these two guys were just talking, and I was like, hey, this is like a really big deal for all of us, and you're really screwing it up, so please stop doing that. And then went right back into the act, and the next joke worked. People sort of yeah. respected and appreciated. They are just like, okay, that was a nice... Moment or whatever,
1: because in your head you're like, I got to do something funny here and shut this guy down and make it funny and interesting. But you you don't always have have to 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 be funny. It's
2: sort of like we were talking about where you've proved you're funny; they know that you're funny and you're good, and they like the jokes enough. You're like, you're gonna like the next joke too. But before that happens, you are ruining this for me.
0: Right? Yeah, I, I think that's in a way it's it's a better approach because you know that other mindset of like I have to deal with everything in a funny way. Even if someone's being a complete asshole, yeah, right. have to find the fun, right. you know, yeah, but like I had a thing in Vancouver, like um, two months ago, maybe, where it was the same thing, a guy was repeatedly he was drunk, it was his birthday, repeatedly interrupting, and I initially I said, "Can you please stop you know um it's it's disruptive, and then second or third time, I just said, uh, I'm not coming back out on stage until this guy's gone, and then I <laughs> wow,, went, yeah, I went backstage, <laughs> wow, that's amazing, they threw him out and and then I came back out. Oh, that's great. And the well crowd, done. like, yeah, and, and the other comics were like, wow, man, is that how you deal with uh, And I was like, no, I've never done that before. That's how we do it in America, baby. <laughs> that's, that's, like, that's beautiful. I love it.
2: Uh, I saw
1: a tell last week do a thing like that, but it was, it was so dead on that it was funny. Like, he wasn't trying to be funny, but it, this guy kept heckling, and he's like, a tell's like, you know, it's weird, like, you don't even realize that you suck. Like, we all hate you. You're that guy that everyone hates, and you have no idea. Like, you're just living in this world, and you have no idea. We all want to kill you. And the guy was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you see? And it was murdering. murder. Right. But he was just being honest with the guy, uh, and it was a great way to handle it. That's fun.
2: I had one here a few weeks ago, uh, not totally different from that, but I was downstairs. We're at Stand Up New York right now, and... Uh, I was on stage, and this woman was, like, talking really loudly, like, ordering a drink. She was like, should we get Bud Light? Do you want to get two Amstel? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, ma'am, could you do that much quieter? Like, it's unbelievably distracting. And she was like, oh, sorry. And then uh, she apologized, and they started, like, uh, I think Becky was the manager. She started walking closer to, like, talk to this woman. Yeah. And she stopped, and the woman stopped, and just started listening to the show. And then I looked at the next joke, thinking this woman hates me. And she was just dying laughing. Wow! Well, it, was a, it was a fun, it was a good moment for me. Where it was like this incident where this woman literally was unaware that she was talking loud enough that it was distracting. And I was like, "Can you stop doing that?" And she did, and just enjoyed the show. Crazy! <laughs> I was like, I had a, it was like getting a laugh. It was like making a connection with an audience member. Right. You're like, oh, that was nice. Yeah,
1: I think we're all as comics, You have to be very self aware. So to see someone who's just like. I'll get a Bud Light. You know, like, how can you be so unself aware? It's right. crazy.
2: I feel that way all the time with people that just talk naturally loud. Yeah. I'm so embarrassed that people are hearing anything that I'm saying. I'm just whispering all the time.
0: I know. It blows my mind. Yeah. I, th- I think, like, we're so heightened on stage, too. And, like, so it's like that raw nerve thing of, like, you know, and I think, especially when you're starting, you interpret everything. As an assault, like yeah, like like, how could you do this to me? Right, I'm up here, you know. Yes, I put hours and years and you know, like your audition or whatever. You know, how could you know, like you could easily go off on this tirade because it means so much to you. Yeah, yeah. But then to be able to kind of just take it, you know, and do what you did you know that that take that's as much a skill of a comic as as any joke that we do right, right. just diffusing what could explode into a horrible yeah. right, situation right. <laughs> yeah the,
2: the, the one the letterman thing was fun because i walked out and i was like a hero all the comics were like we love you yeah it's <laughs> like i felt i felt like rocky it was right. exciting
1: it just bums me out there's no respect for comedy no one has any respect for comedy that bums me out it's like this incredibly difficult thing that we all work years and hours on and no one gives a shit i don't know if i agree with that I mean I, I mean I not I shouldn't say no one but like you know never wins an academy award uh you know you're the funny guy goofball over here but it's never like this guy's an artist or this guy's really perfected this and I don't know I feel like no one really gives a shit I mean they're coming out to shows I think so people nice. do yeah
0: cuz I think comedy is still as big if not bigger a, a draw than it's ever been so yeah. you know just because I mean I, you know, there's always gonna be the asshole at the show who right. wants to be funny or disruptive right. or whatever, but there's still a room full of people there that came out to see comedy, you know. That's so true. Clearly people I think still are there's something fascinating about like one person in the front of a room with just a microphone. Oh yeah. Making you laugh. You Love know? that. Right.
1: I have two theories the on best. it. I think one everything is all on a screen now. Everything's internet or TV. You know, you're just on Twitter. So to see someone live is fun. And and then two, I think we're more PC than ever. You know, everybody's buzzword and you can't say this and he's getting fired and Paula Deen and this guy. But comics still say these things. And I think that's fun to hear. Like we we can't say it, but so let's go listen to it. You right. almost have to fill that void right. somehow. Yeah, it's one yeah.
2: of the few places where there's still uh, complete freedom of speech. For, yeah, the, for barely. Well, during the show, after yeah, the show, there can right, still be. Right. But um,
1: but it's fun to hear because we're all. It's all a lot of bullshit, you know. Like, hey, you can't say that about that that people. But then you say it at a comedy show and everybody laughs, yeah. and you're like, oh, I thought it wasn't true, you know. Right, but right. maybe it is, you know.
0: But also, you do it with a high degree of skill. You know? Exactly. It's like that's the other thing. It's like you're still walking a line, but there's an artistry to. Even saying those things that may be a little bit like right. you know off color or whatever. Right,
1: right. Yeah, like like Greer Barnes has that bit where he blatantly it's doing a racist Asian accent, but he says, "Hey, Mister Brown guy," and so it's like, "Oh, the Asians making fun of him," and right. so then it hits. Right right, right, right. That's a skill. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no PR at a comedy show. You gotta love that. Right. No PR guy. Right. You know, at work if you say at an office job you say faggot. PR is coming down on your ass. Right, right. And out of the comedy show. But now the people yeah.
2: have a voice. Everyone has a voice the now where they can email and yeah. blog and tweet. And that's true. Yeah. Nick was running into people were complaining to the manager about certain things he was saying or whatever. But, but that's uh, that's sort of their right. Too. Yeah, of course. And then course. it's sort of a back and forth, and they can be upset. And
1: right. But so whatever.
2: can we. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So.
1: Well, I gotta. I know we gotta wrap this up, but I gotta have. I got to ask Ted this. This is a question I've always wanted to ask Ted, and it's probably going to get uncomfortable. Yeah, but yeah I, I got to do hope it. You, I hope
2: you come back, by the way. This is yeah, lovely. this is great. I'm, uh, of course, I'm
1: on cloud nine here. <laughs> but um, so, one of my favorite comics. I've been. Wa- I watched you on TV before I started doing comedy. You know, just to show how old you are. Right. And uh, you know, big fan. Love your stuff. You're one of those guys who's the same guy on stage as off, which I think is a, a true test to how good you are. Uh, but I got to ask. What the hell is your weakness? What are you, killing kids? There's got to be something. You're an activist, handsome guy, great basketball player, fantastic comic, nice guy, well-rounded. You, you play the piano. You probably play other instruments. You probably speak eight languages for you all I You must know.
2: have a tiny
1: cock. Something's Just going on. crazy. Yeah. It's an innie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is it, Ted? Do that's, you... that's not
0: my weakness. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: jeez. Do you uh, hate Greeks? There's got to be something. What is, the hell is this? No one can be flawed. Flawless. No,
0: I'm He's well, a closet thanks. Republican. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> I've seen it. I mean, I was, you know, I mean it's if it, it, if I was uh well raised, it's it's my my parents. They, you know, they there's five kids in my family. Uh-huh. And uh I yeah, met your I just came Yeah, I just came Clip, from a, a great home that gave me uh, I think, you know, like I said the word balance before. Uh But well, my
1: parents are amazing and I'm a sicko. You know, like I just there's got to be uh, something. There was
0: some hugs
2: lacking in your family No, a lot along of hugs.
1: Way. I mean it's all me. They they did a great job. Maybe the hugs are too long? Maybe too long with a boner. <laughs> uh, Come on, Theodore. There's got to be you something. You want a weakness?
0: Uh, I don't know. I, do, you, you I have, don't cook, do you shoot I pigeons on your roof? <laughs> <laughs> something? Uh, you don't I don't cook on. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I out go, go at eat too much. <laughs> uh, um, no, I'm sure I have I'm sure I have plenty of weaknesses, but you know, I mean I don't know how to answer other than to say thank you for the compliment. <laughs>
2: yeah, you're the only uh, non-female whose Facebook I check every day to see what, uh, what you're doing. To <laughs> see my, pic- uh, to see my all, photos? Yeah, yeah, it's all. <laughs> yeah. It's, everything else is just. It's,
1: it's you with a shovel helping a hobo, you know. It's, it's
2: like Mark's bit. It's all just looking for uh, swimsuits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you like the... swim Swimsuits is such a funny term, by the way. Swimsuit. Oh, swimsuit. It's <laughs> so much funnier than bathing suit That's or true. bikini.
0: You know what I just saw today, because uh, it's a windy day in New York? I don't know if you guys have seen this. Like I saw three girls' asses, like with the, the dress? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I got a bit about it. Love but, that. Yeah, it's the best. I didn't realize that, um like they wear they'll wear like thongs with those. I figured if you wear that dress right. you'll kind of covered up a little no no but I saw like three like straight up asses Wow yeah Yeah. it's on my way here What part of town just midtown yeah Yeah. get a bench
1: I have
2: a joke about that I call my parents to tell them it's like an exciting moment in a man's life it's like the high point of an adult it's like winning the lottery without buying a ticket it's like a we both just go into our bits right it's like a religious moment (laughs) yeah it it really is exciting and then uh, the Sort of the joke of my joke is sometimes women will just walk with their hand, holding their dress. I'm yes. like, who are you to play God?
1: Uh, <laughs> you made your closing
2: decision, and this is all I have. So.
1: Isn't it crazy how much we like the women's body? Like, yeah, you know, we, we praise it, we worship it. I mean, sure, there's a couple rapes and, like, gropes, <laughs> but, it, it, I mean, it's it's almost worth it for how much flattery we, uh, we feel uh,
2: for it. I mean, it's unbelievable. I I enjoy a woman's body sometimes, not even sexually, where I'm just like, oh, that looks amazing. I agree. I, I
0: agree. But I, I will yeah. I will
2: say that the non sexual, I have that with a guy's body too, where I'm like, that, that guy looks
0: fucking amazing. Oh
1: no, I get that too.
0: But yeah, yeah. I mean, I especially This time of year, you know, yeah, I find myself just looking, you know, and depending on the day, like so, sometimes either if if you're in that horny phase, it's like, oh Jesus, you know. What yeah. But other times it is just like the beautiful, like, wow, that, that's, that girl is amazing. Yeah. Like from t- head to toe. Just yeah. Like oh, that yeah.
2: That looks great. Sometimes they'll have like a back list. I'll be like walking oh, behind a girl with the oh, back. And you love you back. I want back. to eat their shoulder blades and <laughs> yeah. just saw them up and I'll see eat them.
1: <laughs> i see a girl with like a midriff, just the stomach show. I'm like, I want to eat dinner off your stomach. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. I just want to
2: own it. I want to break her in half and swallow her.
1: Yeah, and then you want to go up to them like, it's not fair that I can't touch you. Like it's kind of mean what you're doing. Well, that
2: part I disagree. I think it is fair that you.
1: Can... Well, that's how much I want it. Some what to... you just
2: said was uh, odd. Yeah, this that is you want to cut him up in the... I just get. Yeah, I, I just want say to. That? I kept saying I that, that about <laughs> holy shit. I kept saying that about Philadelphia. I'm like, I just want to pick up the whole
0: city and and just fuck it. <laughs> fuck I just want yeah. to swallow
2: Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I feel like New York sometimes I think too. I
0: tweeted that same thing about uh, I wanted to fuck San Francisco. <laughs> oh, <laughs> great city. Yeah, what a city. Oh boy! I yeah. just want to take it. It's it's sort of like the uh,
2: monologue in American Beauty, where you feel you're like yes. getting all of the beauty at once. You you just can't take it. Yes, I feel that way on like beautiful days in the city or like a fall day in New York. I just want to shove it all into pill form and eat it. Yeah, and that's yeah. when uh, that's when tick not hon comes in, and you just gotta
0: well, breathe you know, and enjoy it. You know that the challenge for me as a male is like that that fine line between like obviously you have the physical needs and the sexual impulse and stuff, but then like. Again, the older I get, you know, like, I try to balance that with, like, well, you know, how much of that is, like, ingrained into us or conditioned into males of, like, thinking of women as sexual objects or, you know, objectifying or even degrading, you know. So I try to, like, you know, just in in terms of, like, thinking about how am I conditioned as as a male to almost have the hierarchy of, like, I'm a... You know, we are the predators and they're the prey. You right. Know? Right. Um, you don't think that's primal? You don't think that's innate? I mean, maybe to a degree, but I think it's definitely heightened in the way that we're socialized and, uh-huh. and media and commercials and everything is so like, you know, the way the woman's body, woman's body is portrayed and, and, uh-huh. and, and, you know, that it, it is the, the woman's, the body is, uh, is kind of foremost in, you know, you're not thinking about them intellectually or. Right, know, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are things that I that I think about. Like, uh, is is it is it a form of violence sometimes in the mm. way that we, in, in the way that we're conditioned to think about women? You know, while still balancing that with like, yeah, I want to fuck well, somebody.
1: It, it is a it's a tough thing with the lady sometimes because there's a lot of like, all you want to do is bang me, you weirdo, and then like you'll go out on a date with them. And they're like, well, how come you haven't tried to bang me yet? And you're like. Well, geez, I'm, I don't know which. how you want me to be. It's tough sometimes to figure out.
2: Right. Well, see, I have this thing with, with uh, that. I, this is why I think it might be more primal because I'm like, I just want to fucking just uh, just get that girl and grab her by the hips. and fuck. <laughs> but then when I, if I talk to her, I'm like this, are you mad? Are you all right? How do you do? And then right. it gets to sex, and I'm like, all right, I'll be gentle here. Let me. Does this feel good? Does that yeah. feel all right? So there's no. I lose all of that once I'm actually in there because the I woman. want to be.
0: Right, yeah, because then and... they're a full human being, right? right. When yeah. we just see them walking down the street, it's just an ass. Exactly, it's a, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, uh, Yeah, I'm trying being.
2: to work on that. With men and women, too, I'll walk by dudes, and I'm like, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> There's no reason he's got,
0: <laughs> you know, whatever. He's A nice ass. Yeah, he's yeah.
2: <laughs> <that nice>. <laughs> a nice ass. I wish ass.
1: my ass was that nice. I hate him.
2: Uh, uh, boy, I, th- I feel like we have to uh, I feel wrap like we it up here. The... Our producer fell asleep. And, oh, uh, boy. <laughs>
1: yeah. My stomach is growling. This is a great one. Boy. Well, I should probably wait till the mics are off to start raving about the episode. Yeah, yeah, it's a little <laughs> weird. <laughs> all right, well, let's uh Ted, you wanna throw out your Twitter and all that good stuff? The uh website?
0: Sure. Uh at Ted Alexandro on Twitter and Ted dot com. Cool. And, uh, yeah. Oh
2: oh I I just got on uh Instagram. I want to plug my Instagram. Plug I'm very it proud up. of
0: in- I love Instagram. I think it's it's Me tremendous.
2: Too. And uh, I've been Instagramming a ton. I hope people don't mind that I'm just blowing up their Instagram, but I was in Philadelphia. Every single corner, everything is so spectacular um, that. Uh, so follow me on Instagram, Joe List Comedy. There and, you go. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm I'm really proud of uh, the pictures. I feel like uh, it's another. I feel like an artist. It's exciting.
1: Nice. Yeah, they, I've seen some of the pics. They're great.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Um, so gonna, yeah, um, I'm gonna follow you. Yeah, yeah, I think I follow you, but you haven't posted since I've been on. I don't think. Oh really? The last like two or three days. No, oh, okay. been, like
0: Two days. Yeah, yeah
2: in a while, um, but uh, <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for coming, Ted. We we, we yeah, love you, and you. Uh, everyone that knows you loves you. Yes. that I know. Anyway, so and uh, still
1: looking for that weakness. Yeah, we okay, have. will find something. We'll find it.
2: I feel like there's a very broad "What would Ted do?" amongst the comedy yes community. Yes, a lot of people are doing that. I do it about a hundred times a day. So, oh <laughs> yeah, thanks for being here, and I hope you'll come back again. And uh, yeah, and Mark, uh, I love you. I'll, I'll talk to you in one moment when the, we stop recording. Oh yeah. Two of my favorite people. Thanks for listening. We love you. Thanks, you.